0: This Much We Know is a podcast offering an honest and informative perspective of the realities and motivations of setting up a social enterprise. We'll be joined by a number of charity leaders and social entrepreneurs whose trading models work to end homelessness. We'll be sharing their stories, tips and of course their facepalm moments.
1: Jumping straight in, we're joined today by Dave from Stories for Change. Rather than me do a really awkward introduction on you, Dave, do you want to just tell us about what you're doing? Yes,
2: absolutely. So, um, yeah, I I, uh, I run Stories for Change, which is a social enterprise. It's a it's a CIC, so a community interest company. Um, and we uh, we tell the stories of people who've been affected by uh, different issues. So, um, yeah, homelessness, um, food poverty. The refugee crisis. We try and cover as many issues as we, as we can um, through emotive storytelling.
0: Amazing, thanks. And and how did you get into this, Dave?
2: Uh, so I, I used to work in the in the music industry. Um, I'm a film producer by trade. That's what I've kind of always done for the last twenty years. Um, and I used to work for a record label producing music videos. So for lots of different artists, such as Amy Winehouse and uh, the Sugar Babes and. Tons of others, DJ Shadow, lots of uh, lots of artists of all shapes and sizes, um, which was which was great. But um, a, a good friend of mine, I used to work with at Universal Music, um, who still works there now, a guy called Glenn Cooper. Um, he uh, he lives down near Brighton, um, so a place called Hove, and he and his wife and kids had, had slowly over the years seen the homelessness problem getting worse and worse um, around where they live. And his kids, as they were getting older, started to ask questions about, you know, what, why is this? What, I don't understand why somebody's sleeping on the streets. And my my friend Glenn was kind of thinking, well, look, there's got to be something that we can do to make a difference. This issue is ridiculous, quite frankly. Um, and he loved this platform called um, Humans of New York. I don't know if you guys know that. Um he, he, he loved the simplicity of it. Um, do, do you know Humans of New York? Are you aware of it?
0: I think I've heard of it. I haven't actually seen the site, but I've definitely heard someone talking about it. Simon, it might have been you.
1: No, I recall it from when we first met, Dave, a while ago. Uh, so I think I probably went snooping around. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You probably did, mate. Probably did. So, so yeah, Humans of New York. It was set up by a photojournalist in in New York, obviously, um, and he just decided to go out on the streets of Manhattan and start um start documenting the stories of, of everyday people on the streets of New York. Um, and it was really simple. I think initially it started off as a um as just written stories with with photographs of the people who were telling their stories. Um, and then it then he started to film these stories and it was just really simple but really nicely shot. Um, and these stories really resonated. Um, people just loved kind of hearing about all walks of life. So you had you know firemen, somebody who's homeless teachers anybody you can imagine he, he would capture their stories and 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 write about it um, and it was really powerful and it, and it still is today and and, it, and he produced a book which became a best-selling book um and then it was i think it was facebook's biggest success on their video platform the first year that, that launched in the states and it was it was huge so um so my friend and business partner in Stories of Change, Glenn, um, loved this platform and thought maybe there's something around that kind of approach that we could do um, to raise awareness of of, of homelessness. So yeah, he he thought maybe there's something that we can do um, around that for homelessness that would help raise awareness of the issue and maybe bring about some change. So obviously me being his friend and being a film producer, he he came to me and kind of told me about his idea, which I, I instantly could see how it could work. Um, from a content point of view, just knowing how powerful video content can be and how much human, real human stories can resonate with people. So, um, And wh- me and Glenn are pretty kind of gung-ho about stuff. If we have an idea, we'll go out and just get on and do it. Um, and so that's what we did. We, um, I uh, started talking to a charity down in West London, a homeless charity called Glassdoor. Um, and that was through a friend of a friend. And we, uh, we spent a day down there... Um, capturing stories and we, we we literally filmed i think it was seven stories in total um we were down there for about 17 hours it was, a, it was a crazy shoot day um and and yeah we we captured these stories and we started to release them one by one over the coming weeks um and we just really to see what the impact would be to see if this really was a concept that could work um, and it and it kind of did it was like instant impact and the the videos got a lot of views um we've managed to raise a decent amount of money for the charity and um, we raised a lot of, a lot of awareness of their work in the community and the people who told their stories got got a lot out of it as far as um kind of empowering them and building their confidence and it just really made a big difference and so we we could instantly see this is this is something that can really work and um, and so we carried on we started working with more homeless charities around London and and um, and
1: building it up from there so yeah that, that's where it started. He's majorly played it down Murphy because <laughs> we did a project together didn't we Dave I can't remember a while back now in Cambridge and um, the bit you've yeah. really played down is how smart you guys are in in the approach so I'm just dropping I'm just going for it now so Go what is it. really good like this isn't just about producing films and putting them out you know, on a YouTube and, and hope that somebody picks them up. Like Dave and Glenn's approach is really quite smart in terms of the way they use social media. Uh, and those charities that have really got on this with you guys and understood what they're getting here have really gone for it, haven't they? And done well in terms of raising awareness and, and yeah, fundraising on the back of them, that sort of stuff. Um, so you played that yeah. bit down. So I'm just going to, yeah, thought know, I thought I'd just bring that in.
2: I was getting round to how smart we are. Um, yeah, that 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 bit was coming, mate. <laughs> uh no i don't know about that we we do we do um we do what we what we do we kind of we bring to the table our skill set so i'm a as i said a film producer and i've been doing that for the last 20 years so i kind of i know that through and through it's uh, and this kind of filmmaking is really simple it's which is what i love about it i mean I've, i've been on film shoots involving a hundred strong crew in in the arctic circle for two weeks and helicopters and horses and all kinds of stuff so so this kind of filmmaking is really really simple it's a really small crew um and and for me that's the beauty of it that's you know the simplicity is the beauty because we we allow we allow the power and the emotion to come through the person the story that they're telling rather than us trying to dress it with whatever we dress things, you know, however we do that in the film industry, um, through art department or or whatever, post-production or whatever it might be. We don't need to do any of that. It's all about the story, um, which for me is brilliant. Um, so I bring that to the table. And Glenn, um, his whole background is in digital marketing. Um, he knows that through and through. He's one of the best in the industry. Um, so he brings to the table the strategy behind getting the films out there and making the most of them um and now i've learned a lot from glenn through this process so now i'm pretty good at it too which is handy um but yeah between myself and glenn they're the two dynamics we bring to the table so i don't know if it's smart it's just what we do it's what we know Mm. no
0: i love it i think it sounds brilliant something that um has been quite apparent i guess on the podcast and also through our experience is that Change in in storytelling when you bring people from out of sector into the sector, you know it's a whole different um vantage point almost, and it, it does bring it back to those sort of simple basic fundamentals of an issue. Yes, you know, brilliant to hear what you're are doing. Is there any sort of plans? I suppose for you having worked with Glassdoor and some other other charities, looking at particular social issues, where does it feel that has the most impact? What are the stories that that you've enjoyed working? Um...
2: With? There's, there's so many I, I i enjoy all the stories that we work on to be honest um yeah in, in every charity we've worked with is is different and every person that we meet is different so every, everyone has their own individual story which is really really lovely um and i enjoy all of it i love it i really love it it's it's um from the moment that we walked into me and my little crew walked into Glassdoor for the first time it, it I can honestly say this, my life was, was blown to pieces, changed beyond recognition. It was such a powerful experience to hear people, to meet these people and hear their stories, um, to, for me changed everything. I'd spent a long time working with brands and record labels and artists and producing films, which were quite frankly, in the grand scheme of things, pretty pointless. Um, they don't really do anything to benefit the world, uh, apart from maybe a bit of entertainment, which is obviously important. But um, when we started producing these films and meeting these people and capturing these stories, for me, it was, this is crazy. It's like I I, I can, I've suddenly realized that I can take all those years of experience and actually use them to do something good. And there's something that's going to benefit other people in the world rather than just filling somebody's pockets with more money, which effectively is, what producing tv commercials and music videos is all about so yeah no, it's a, it's a life changer and um uh yeah and we and, you know we want we want to take it as far as we possibly can and, and and give it real sustainability and make it into a really strong organization that can tell these stories not just in the uk but around the world um and yeah we've we've enjoyed working with all the charities that we have done so far they're all different they all they all have their own different approaches and they're all a lot of them are really innovative um and yeah they're just really exciting and interesting to work with so
1: yeah we love it dave what about some of the challenges and lessons learned then because it's quite a different environment isn't it from pr- producing films in the sort of commercial world to walking in the door of a homeless day center or accommodation center or something like that what are some of the like what's been the biggest challenge in doing that uh and then what's been the biggest bit of learning what have you learned in that process
2: um i guess so yeah i mean as as you all know simon the um the challenges in in working in these environments are um a pretty standard across every charity that we that we work with um uh, just the unpredictability of the people that we're gonna we're, we're gonna be filming um so we yeah quite not not often but we have had cases where um we've shown up to film and 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 suddenly, that person who was up for being filmed and telling their story is no longer up for doing that. So um, we either occasionally have backups in place who can step in to tell their story, or we have a few hours spare to kind of wait until <laughs> we can capture the other story that we had lined up. But so that, that's that's always a challenge, and it's ne- never an issue um, because obviously that's the world that we're in. So it's kind of makes complete sense, and we always have to be open and and uh, and aware of that situation arising um the the biggest kind of overarching challenge um i don't think this is ever going to go away really is 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 uh funding as it is for everyone involved in this game um is a i guess a constant kind of um drive to try and reach out to potential funding partners and who will that funding will make us yeah, keep us going and make us sustainable and enable us to keep on telling these stories. But um and we can do some without any funding, but essentially to, to make us yeah, to enable us to keep going long term, we, we we need to find funding partners, as everyone does in this in this world. So that that won't be a great surprise <laughs> for you guys to hear. So at
1: the
0: moment, the funding model that you guys are working under, am I right in thinking that charities will pay you guys to create video content for them to be able to raise funds from
2: um not not really i mean it's it's uh we we tend to work with small charities um so they they don't really have uh the funds to be able to pay for our services um we we have worked with one or two who have been able to do that but generally they, they can't afford it and we also don't really want to ask them to pay for it to be honest it's more um our approach is to work with foundations so we've worked with Lloyds foundation for the past couple of years which is how we ended up working with Simon um and they've they've funded our work with different small charities around the UK different small homeless charities um and we also work with brands um so we we partner with brands to um to help uh shine a light on the on the csr the work that they're doing and at the same time and at the same time yeah obviously helps funders working with small charities around the country at the same time um so we're in, we're in talks with with a brand i'm not going to name at the moment um um about a potential project on hygiene poverty um which may start later in the year um this brand works with a with a um a charity who are who are in the hygiene poverty world um and we would partner with this brand um to capture stories and um yeah and work together to to raise awareness of the issue so that that's another way another approach for us to to bring in funding and to keep doing what we do um and the other the other route is obviously um grant funding through the arts council or or whoever it might be but that's a that's a longer game i guess and uh well they're they're all they're all challenging routes to go down but but yeah, they're all they're all options options that we're, we are we are working
1: on. So yeah, I think it's a consistent theme with all of our guests that we've had on. It, it is <laughs> yes. really it is, yeah. and I hope that comes across in all the episodes. Actually, that is the reality. Yeah. It's really hard. Like yeah. if there were a golden ticket to do any of these really difficult social enterprises or these difficult projects, we'd yeah. all be everyone would be doing it, wouldn't they? The reality is yeah, just yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. hard. But it's, it's hard. so
2: it's it's so crazy because. Um, I still um, occasionally dip into the freelance world of producing, um, and that's on TV commercials or or whatever it might be. And the amount of money that they spend on these things is absolutely insane. And, and, And the amount of money that we're talking about for Stories of Change to help us do what we do is tiny in comparison, but it's so hard to find that tiny amount of money. But for these brands who spend this money, it's easy for them. They've got tons of it. And they spend a fortune on these on these uh, campaigns.
1: And we just need a little bit, just a tiny little bit. I like his Robin Hood approach, don't you, Murphy? Yeah,
0: love it. <laughs> That's I don't what know, we if, need.
1: Are we allowed to call it that? Or is that majorly un, 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 unprofessional to call yeah. it the, the Robin That's Hood approach? That's
0: what I've been calling it, so I'm, um, I'm going to go with yeah.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it's fine. Um, I think, Dave, who are the... Um, I guess it's been a bit of a journey you've touched upon like Glenn's involvement in this and his and his background and his thinking on it um so he's I guess quite a pivotal character in this um are there other people in this journey where you've been like yeah actually that conversation with that person made this happen or transformed the way we we went with things Uh, is there sort of somebody that comes to mind when we ask that question
2: uh only you Simon (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah no actual question go on proper
2: i've answer
0: been day. fishing <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, serious, I'm actually serious because I, I i did think about that question beforehand and um there, there are so many people that that we've met on this journey um who are who are absolutely amazing um to be honest so many people who work for these charities are amazing and and so passionate about what they do um, and they really, they really care, and, and and a lot of them themselves have been through difficult times, and and they're now working for these charities, trying to help other people, and they're they're just really inspiring people who put a lot of us to shame, to be honest, through the, the work that they do and and their drive and ambition to help make other people's lives better. So there, there's tons of people on on the journey we've met like that. Um, but I was serious when I actually said Simon, because um, you are actually one person who. who um, who really understands what we're about, um, and you've helped introduce us to a lot of people, and, um, so, and and that's been amazing. So so yeah, you're definitely on that list, mate, without a doubt. Um, and I'd say that the, the crew that I work with, so that there's there, there are three of us that go around um, doing all the filming, basically myself and two others, um, Hazel and Mark, and, and the two of them as well are both amazing. Again, just really passionate about. Uh, being involved in the projects and helping make a difference to people 's lives and and they 'll put everything into it and they're both again similar to me, tons of experience in the film industry um and both really really good at what they do and but really happy to kind of put their time into helping make a difference so you know it's it's a it's a really inspiring little team um but the, and as far as people on the journey there 's too many to mention it's, we seem to meet meet them at every charity we work with so Um, yeah, they all blow my mind. i I, sorry, sorry, I should have, I should have said the people who tell their stories actually, um, because they're, they're the most amazing out of all of them. Um, they, they step up and go on camera and 99% of them have never ever been on camera before in their lives. And, and just think about what they've been through in their lives and for them to step forwards and put themselves on camera, talking about stuff, which is really, really personal. and intimate and you know it's really emotional for them and they do it and that's that's amazingly brave thing to do so yeah i take my hat off to the to them definitely
1: i think for some of the ones certainly the ones that we worked on together I, I i recall some of the yeah from the individual's perspective they were being quite brave to go on camera with that but the other bit of that that i found fascinating was how much difference it made to them sharing that story and having it down on film actually help them to move forward afterwards i don't know how to describe that i haven't done it very well um but there was a sense of like i've done that film now i can do anything like it was almost like leaving what they've been through in their past with homelessness and trauma and all of the really just awful stuff Um, that almost that brought it to a closure in terms of i've got it on a film and now i'm going to move forward like i saw that with probably one or two of the individuals that we did stories for um and, and i still haven't quite figured out how that works or what that what what happens to make that happen but that is something i think that we probably haven't captured or is difficult to capture isn't it for the individuals that come on and share their stories
2: yeah i think i touched on it earlier that um they find it really empowering and confidence building to tell their story and i it's something that i've always noticed is a huge difference in them before they go on camera and and then afterwards. It's obviously they're naturally nervous before they go on camera. Some of them really reluctant to do it, and um, and then the change in them afterwards is really uh, it's quite amazing. They're, they're they're so happy and and kind of you can see the confidence in them there already. This is just straight after they finished filming. So I think it's always from our experience just a positive thing for them to do which is great.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I think empowering someone for telling their own story is a is a brilliant thing to do. When you're talking about um, the impact of the individuals, you know, having done their videos, you mentioned earlier, you know, you can see that they feel empowered. Um, is there a particular way that you're capturing that?
2: Yeah, we, 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 we are planning on going and doing follow-up stories with some of the people who, who've been on camera uh, we haven't done it yet, but it's something that we really want to do. And this, again, this is where the funding comes into it, and um, and all that side of it. But it's something that we really want to do um, with certain stories. Definitely, is um, is get out there and and allow people to see what's happened to them since they first told their story. Because um, in in a lot of cases, it's really positive that you know they've gone on to to do great things, and that would be an amazing thing to have on camera um, to show other people what's possible. Um, I think would be would be great. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely um,
1: part of our plans for the future. I'm still, getting just, I'm still getting calls from Lee, Dave. Do you remember Lee, who came on? He rings me up at least once or twice a month to say, have you heard from yeah. them? When are they coming back to Cambridge? He's oh, there. really? Yeah, he's just brilliant. But I tell you, he's moved since he did the story with you and, and landed that sort of job running the big issue in Cambridge. Done fantastically well. But, again, he yeah. was one of the people that said, being part of this project helped me move into that role with more confidence. Yes, um, and he's yeah. doing all sorts of media work and all sorts to promote the big issue. So I think that's been part of his sort of, you know, part of his journey and part of his what he's learned from doing the project. Actually,
2: yeah, um, yeah, that's that's so, great. I mean, you could see with Lee, you know, he had so much potential. Um, that yeah, it's a no-brainer for me to, to know that he's doing really well. Um, it's the case with a lot of people we film. You, you know, they're they're. They aren't any different to any of us. It's like, no, they've got they're they're smart, they're 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 passionate, they're they're you know they're lovely people, and and there's no reason why they can't go on to have successful careers or or whatever it might be.
1: Um, no 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 reason at all that shouldn't happen. He's going to be ringing me up, Murphy, to come on now as soon as he hears this. So let the cat out of the bag.
0: Yeah, um, fab. Let's
1: get Leon. Hey, hey Murphy, it's time for your favourite question. You always it have to ask favorite. this one. I can't. I'm not taking this one. This is for you.
0: this is mean it's my absolute favorite question the reason being not not to make fun of our our guests for coming on um but rather to to celebrate learning through mistakes you know in the sector being grant funded a lot of organizations it's hard to talk about where things haven't gone right often Um, but actually that's where the real learning lies and what we see is this kind of conference phenomenon of everyone coming together having made similar mistakes but no one really talks about it it's um, so what we like to ask and we've had some great ones and there there may still be an oven um, from Fat Mace up for grabs I don't know if you listened to, to the last season um, but our favourite question is what is your favourite facepalm moment in those times where you're developing your social enterprise and you go what on earth was I thinking
2: <laughs> do you know I, when, when I read that um, question I had to google what facepalm meant I've never heard it before so, I don't know if that shows that I'm really old and out of touch, or uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, but I haven't heard it before. Now I know what it is, so that's good. Um, what is my favorite? This doesn't have to be something silly, does it? It can be something kind of that's, that's astounded me that's been like, well, I didn't see that coming, or. Yeah, Luke, yeah, no. yeah.
0: whatever you want to share.
2: Yeah okay um so th- there's been tons of things which have kind of blown our minds across since we started um stories of change like 3 years ago um but i think um one one of the moments which always always stands out and whenever myself and glenn are talking about what what we where we've come and how far we've come and um and memories of what's happened so far we we always um refer back to the that very first day of filming when Um, we, we did those seven stories and, and we, um, it was a really diverse mix of characters that day. And, uh, right at the end of the day, um, a guy called Eddie, um, came forwards and said he wanted to tell his story. And we, we'd literally been filming for like, I don't know, 16 hours and we were all completely exhausted with, it was, it was, um, it was a long day and emotionally really powerful, and we'd never done it before and we were all kind of absolutely loved it but by that stage we were all kind of pretty broken um but we um we we had like i think we had 20 minutes before we had to be out of the building um and um so yeah we said to Eddie we can do it um we've got 20 minutes and, and so we he literally and Eddie Eddie's a you can go and see the film but Eddie's um Eddie's a Scottish guy and he's got a really really strong Scottish I think his glaswegian accent um and he he went we put him in a chair we didn't kind of we just got the camera out pointed the camera at him and eddie started talking and he spoke for about eight minutes without stopping um and there were quite there were a few people in the room from the charity and the crew obviously um and um and his story was was so insanely powerful that i think every person in the room was crying um, and and Eddie was just he kept going and and it, and it kept his story goes on so many different levels and journeys and and it was it was absolutely amazing um, and then um, yeah everyone was in tears it was it was just incredibly kind of poignant moment in, in, in on the very first day of of stories for change and our journey um, and and we we then shared Eddie's story and it, and it just went huge. Um, it had tons and tons of views and it blew our minds but I think what what that um, taught me in in that moment was um, as I was talking about before with with film production it's really easy to get carried away with trying to make things all bells and whistles and and trying to kind of gloss them up and make them look really amazing and bring tons of production value into it and, and all that and it's kind of when we started this project it was kind of something i wanted to get away from really because i think people can get distracted by that sometimes and i think with me for this it was always just really important to focus on the story and that's all that matters and to me didn't doesn't matter kind of how many cameras you've got or or whatever it's just that story is what matters so that's what's going to drive it um, and eddie 's story was literally him sitting on a chair with one camera pointed at him. I think we had one or maybe maybe two cameras, but we had you know the background was really plain it was just it was a pretty kind of boring looking shot, but it was Eddie and Eddie was absolutely amazing and his story was so full of character and charisma and and everything you could imagine uh and It got tons of views and it just proved it proved to me that this is how we can do this and keep it simple and and it will it will, really work. So, so yeah, I don't know if that's what you meant by a facepalm moment, but that is my facepalm moment, so I'm, I'm owning it.
0: Absolutely, over the moon that you told the story, it is absolutely not a facepalm moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's the opposite. It's the opposite of a facepalm. I was thinking more the moment ah. where you like, realise you've lost your car keys and your car's like, got all the film oh, keys. Well, you see, we're, we're producers, we don't do that. Don't <laughs> you're professional, <laughs> Yeah, we're super organised. We don't
2: we don't make mistakes. So yeah, I sorry, I haven't got anything like that. Of course, <laughs> <happen yeah>.
1: <laughs> I love that's the best cover up so far. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you that.
0: I don't have one. <laughs> Brilliant. It's not right, quite. Right, as right good. It works
1: for me. Meg, Meg <laughs> oven. She was stuck yeah, well, in all right, if London, so. two o'clock in the morning, with right. an oven, and no taxi driver would give her a lift with it. <laughs> oh wow! See that—that that would never happen to us, never. <laughs> but if
2: if Only it
0: does, waves.
1: if it does happen, I'll come back on and I'll talk about it. All right. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, right. Oh, I bet it's me, because Murphy's asked her favorite question, um, which we always have a bit of fun about. I guess, Dave, it's been great to have you on. Um, we always ask this question and some we get mixed 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 answers on this one. But who are you who are you looking at at the moment? Who are you watching? Who's doing something really interesting, like in terms of social enterprise charities that you've come across? Um, sort of one to watch, I guess, is the question.
2: Um, I guess. They're probably not one to watch anymore because i think they've kind of got a bit bigger than that but um there's a, a social enterprise called change please who i think you've probably uh, heard yes. of who um oh yeah yeah we, we we've kind of been involved a, a little bit with them kind of talking about potential collaborations and uh, it hasn't happened yet but it's in the pipeline and um yeah for us they're an amazing organization and and yeah i mean they're yeah they're not i don't think they are one to watch anymore but. Just, just a, a com- an organisation and, and a guy who set it up who, who we really respect. And um, and if you're ever going to look at a social enterprise for inspiration, I think that's that's probably a, a good place to
1: start. Yeah, they're on our list, aren't they, Murphy? Some of the stuff they've achieved is just remarkable. Like the the Virgin Airways deal. Yeah, you know, it's like here's a social enterprise, but actually we can compete on a commercial. You know, with you know we can work with a commercial airline and make it work. Mm and still yeah. achieve some social change that's that's the bit yeah. you know yeah. in that Yeah, um... i
0: think i think that's the difference isn't it it's the 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 brilliant sort of stance of seeing them as an organization who started off as a so- social enterprise work with a social issue and actually bringing that into the wider sector and and being seen as someone to reckon with um, which is exciting and it gives premise to other organizations in a similar space that you know you don't have to work within your own sector you can you can grow and and be seen as a credible viable business
1: yeah i think that's the the key thing isn't it because i think a lot of people yeah sort of work away for years and years on social enterprise and they do well but some of them just do really well and and it's those that compete commercially or do commercially based work seem to achieve a scale quicker than those that don't take that approach i guess um so yeah we're quite keen to look at that you know in terms of like what did you do how could other organizations learn from what you've done um so yeah they're on yeah. our yeah good shout out dave i think you've <laughs> done <laughs> our...
0: if you're yeah. listening come on the show <laughs> um,
1: um i've got yeah. a follow-up
0: question on that dave if you don't mind yeah. sure. um if you could interview a social entrepreneur about their sort of mission and and uh like a story behind what they've done is there anyone particular that you'd that you'd love to make a video about
2: well yeah i mean i guess going back to um change please kamal who started that is is a is a brilliant guy and yeah again to interview somebody about their journey and why they do what they do and how they've gone about it would be he'd be a really inspiring one to to do for sure yeah, out of the ones, i nice. of all the ones I've met, probably the the most inspiring. I'd
1: say in, in that front.
0: Excellent. Well, hopefully he's listening.
1: I think totally. we should <laughs> send, we should send Dave to a few of our other guests. Actually, Murphy. Yeah, I am think- thinking about <laughs> Ju- hard, yeah. Julius, Julius and yeah. Julius and Christie, uh, and even Alice actually make pivot as yeah. Absolutely. I think I, mean,
0: a- I think all of them would be worth it. Uh, yeah
1: definitely actually yeah we might send you a list of contacts dave to put on the ever-growing list of organizations you could go in video and work with yeah sounds (laughs) awesome not that you're not that you're struggling i don't think um (laughs) no dave it's been great to see you again great having you on um you've been a great guest and i and i just love how different what you're doing is i like the fact you're ambitious with where you're going um and and the people you're taking with you on that journey. I just love that approach. So that's probably come out in the recording, but let's just, I wanted to be clear on that. Um, So yeah, no, great to see you and um, yeah, keep in touch um, and yeah, keep up the good work.
0: Yeah, no, I'd just like to second that. It's been so great to have you on and learn more about Stories for Change and and your journey to getting there. And I think that focus on, you know, giving the the focus to the individuals who are experiencing the issue. Yes, it's brilliant to see that it's being recognised and and you know making waves. So Indeed. yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, stay in touch. Can you share your um, sort of website and Twitter as well for our listeners to to have a peek?
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the website is, is storiesforchange.org.uk, and you can yeah everything's on there. Um, so that, that's the best place to go. Um, but yeah, thanks very much, guys. I really appreciate the chat. It's been it's been lovely to to chat to you both,
1: and um, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I'd love to do it again sometime. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe for more episodes or follow us on Twitter at this much underscore we know or email us at thismuch know at homelesslink.org.uk.